The following episode may contain sensitive content. Listener discretion is advised. to our first podcast episode. Ooh, welcome, Ooh. welcome. Welcome. <laughs> we still don't know what our name how is we, yet. How, how we, we doing? doing? How, how we doing? doing? I'm excited. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm a little nervous, uh, but I'm excited too. <laughs> this, no, this is a good one to start on though. There's lots to talk about. All right, so yeah. Also, like we're acting like people care about our opinions, and I right? Love that. People don't they give do. a shit, but we like to talk shit. So, um, why don't we introduce ourselves? I'll start us off. I am Giovanni. I'm, I'm Tracy. Oh, <laughs> let's try that again. <laughs> let's try that again. Already. Yes. I'm Trainer. Giovanni. Could go to Tracy. I'm Tracy. <laughs> And I'm Nikki. Good job, everyone. <laughs> um, just to give Step ourselves... forward, say where you're from. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that. A... Yeah, that's an old Amda joke. That's where oh, we all yeah. met. So that's what we had to do. <laughs> well, good. Step that'll... forward, say our name and where we were from. So we bring it back PTSD. Food. Oh, gosh. Talking about the PTSD. Nicole was yawning Major. the other day and, she, and mm-hmm. she was trying to hide it from me. And I'm like, you could definitely yawn in front mm-hmm. of my face i don't care <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad i was trying really really hard uh, to yawn and i couldn't because mentally i'm so traumatized by yawning in front of people and giovanni said to me like you know you can yawn right and that's when i was like thank god <laughs> yeah you need the permission Right. After that two years? It's been so long. How long? 15? Jesus. Don't age us, please. Yeah, don't ask me to do math. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I'll just give us a little intro. You know, uh, Trace, Nikki, and I, we are retired actors. Well, we're trained retired actors, and we decided to come together to talk about our favorite films and our favorite TV shows and talk shit because, you know... Who doesn't want to listen to our opinion? I know, right? <laughs> We're very important people. We, we are. are. We are. So our first film of our first episode is going to be Saltburn. Ooh, 
It's what everyone's talking about on TikTok. It is. It's like all the rage. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So who wants to give us but a yeah, little synopsis? If, if you know, you know. So yes. first of all, we're going to be spoiling things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you haven't seen the movie, I don't you know if you want to pause watch, it, and go watch it, back. and then come back. Because mm-hmm. we're not editing ourselves we're gonna talk about everything (laughs) yes 100 Uh, we'll give you a synopsis tracy do you want to give the synopsis do you have it in front of you sure and you guys can fill it in if i leave anything out uh so basically we have uh barry koenig Mm -hmm. irish i think Uh, it's kogan kogan (laughs) what did i say koenig and you know, I listened to the Google pronunciation like twenty million times. Oh, I couldn't so, be, no, could be wrong. I, 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 I was like, I'm not even gonna try. It's, <laughs> no, like, let's edit damn. this out, please. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, we have, we have the synopsis on the Google Doc. Do you want me to read it? It's easy. Oh, whichever you want. I was gonna go off my my brains. Wing it. Or you can go with the characters' names. Yeah, okay, so we have Oliver. Mm-hmm. He, uh, we open up and he's at Oxford and mm-hmm. he sees uh, Felix, who he immediately sort of starts obsessing about and wants to get close to and then ends up befriending, basically. And summer term comes and Felix invites him to his family's estate, which mm. is... Saltburn. So that's where a huge chunk of the movie takes place. So it's this aristocratic, basically giant castle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the English countryside. And uh, a bunch yeah. of shit happens. happens. Oh my <laughs> and God. And it yes. gets crazy. I know. I oh my gosh. Um, that ending. Wait, so okay. before we like go for it, I have a question for you guys. Did it remind you a little bit of Cruel Intentions in the 90s? Oh, you know what? It did not until you mentioned it now. Because when I was yeah. watching it, that's where it took me back to. I was uh, like, yeah. wait a minute. Is this like, is this giving me Cruel Intentions right now? Because like, you have we, rich, spoiled people who mm-hmm. are obsessed mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. really out for themselves and they manipulate people. Yeah. That's yeah. really what it's about. Yeah. Control and manipulation. They are bored because yeah. they already have so, everything they need. They're rich. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and also like the, the attention seek- seekers, mm-hmm. you know, constantly you know, wanting attention, um, especially from from the leading guy, the Oliver guy, right. you know. Um, but, yeah, like, should we go over Let's uh, break this down. I'm everything? ready to dive yeah. in. Um, okay. So, again, as Tracy said, spoiler alert. So if you don't want any spoilers, turn this off right now if you don't mm-hmm. care. Oh, wow, I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> um, that first should be of the all, name of this. I, I wanted to just show in there that this movie does take place in 2006, and I love a fucking period piece, you know, especially when they play the music of that time. I love that it's period. You know, that the early aughts are a period piece. Yeah. That is how far we've come at this point. <laughs> I was just Could like, I feel any back. older? 
to 2006. I was like, I was still in high school. I was 17, listening to The Killers. I mean, just starting off with the music of this movie, yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, fuck me up. Yeah. I felt very mm-hmm. nostalgic. Um, but I have to say, from the very beginning, I don't know about you guys, I, I, ha- I could feel the sexual... Like tension. Tension. I was like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Hope like first of all, let me just say this. I had no idea I went in like blind. blind. I did not read anything blind. about Same. it. Me too. I just me knew too. I just heard of the name. I've heard of the cast, but I didn't know anything. I didn't know what the movie was about. I just heard people talking about, oh, you have to see this movie Sawburn. So I was like, all right, let's go see what the mm-hmm. hype is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the back the scene. Beginning. And I was like, huh? Yeah, all I heard about the was the bad scene, but I didn't, I didn't know, know what, to what expect. it was. Yeah. Um so I just have to say fucking sexual tension i was so turned on that i texted my boyfriend in the middle of it it was like i'm fucking hot like i am so (laughs) turned on like (laughs) you know it's so funny because it depends on the person too because for me a lot of times i felt super uncomfortable Mm. rather than turned on i was like i don't want to be here right now yeah same but i felt really uncomfortable too yeah I feel like they did such a great job at, you know, making you feel like you were in there, the director, you know, like that Mm -hmm. you were inside in every scene with them. Um, And uh, yeah, let's go from there, though. Let's talk about the bathtub scene. Like we're we're, okay. We're we're really just like we're going right into it. We're going into it raw. Raw. Wow. (laughs) No Um, protection. I have a question about the bath scene. So do you think that uh, Oliver or Ollie, you, do you think he was the purpose of him? So let's maybe let's describe what happens, you know. So he just watched Felix jerk off in the bathtub, you know, and um, Felix. Yep. First of all, Felix left the door open, which I have to say, I think it was on purpose. Right. Do we oh, all agree? Oh, I I agree with you. 100%. I agree with you a hundred percent. But like, no, this was not a one-way street. No, I think he definitely did it on purpose because you know, if you're gonna jerk off, you gotta lock them doors. And why are you mourning that loud? You wanted an audience, um, oh, and God. he That's wanted true. to really target um, Oliver. Anyway, so my getting to my question is, you know, Felix gets out of the tub, Oliver walks in, and the water is going down the drain. Now. Do you think that Oliver's whole purpose of sucking and or swa- drinking this Dude, bath that water, was slurping. The guy was slurping, slurping. slurping. Do you think that he was trying to taste Felix's cum or just taste the bath water? No, it, it obviously it was his cum, like 100%. See, I had a different interpretation because I'll tell you what I think. So his it essence? was <laughs> so I don't think that it was 100% sexual. So I think what happened was is when he took in that water, he was taking in Felix's confidence, his essence. He was ingesting part of Felix in the sense because in the next scene, he goes out into the garden and eats out uh, the sister, Venetia. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, the confidence, even when he's walking down the stairs, we had not seen from Oliver before. Because the thing that you have to know is in the beginning of the movie, he was kind of an outcast. At and least shy. he portrayed himself as such. Yeah. Very shy. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's there at Oxford on a scholarship. So mm-hmm. his parents don't have money, or at least that's what we're led to believe. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have a lot of friends. So 
to see this transition after he ingests that bath water, mm-hmm. it was a huge switch for me. So I don't think it was 100% sexual. I have to agree that's, with Tracy. Yeah, that's that's beautifully described too, Trace. I'll give you kudos to that because um, I, I, 100% what Joe is saying, like I agree with you because I didn't, the whole time while I was watching, I kept thinking, when was this switch? What happened? And and now, like, you just refresh my mind that it happened right after that. Joe, you were going to say something. I was right? going to say that mm-hmm. Tracy said something. I'm paraphrasing now. You said something that he was taking in his confidence. And I remember that one scene where Felix and Oliver are on those tanning long chairs, right? Mm-hmm. And Felix is, like, annoyed. And Oliver's like, well, why are you upset? You know? And was it Felix or was it Farley? Who? Oh no, he said. Well, no, Farley. Farley said. Farley said that you guys were eating, eat, like eating each other. He didn't say eating each other out, but eating off of each other, something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, why did he say it that way? And now it makes sense of what you're saying. It's like Oliver's literally eating them alive. Like he's taking oh, them. Oh, you know. Yes. Yes. Um, so it um, totally makes sense. A vampire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. It was vampiric, um, literally, because he was tasting blood. What? What I was? Ugh, I just remember that scene. I think that scene is like even more gross. But what I was gonna say about the tub scene after, mm-hmm. ugh, after he slurps all that. Yeah, now I think of it differently after what Tracy said. But I was also thinking. That was the moment I knew he was a psychopath because for you to fucking slurp the drain of a bathtub, that is the most disgusting part of a bathtub. Like, it is, I want to throw up the whole time, you know? Like, like yeah. you got to pay me a lot of money for me. Obviously, it's a movie. It's not real life. But that is... Not only what he was doing was the purpose was disgusting, but the act itself, it's so gross. Oh my God, how impactful yeah. is that for everyone that was watching it? Like, I, I, my face the whole time was like, Yeah, I felt know? physically ill. <laughs> yes, yes. And the water was like cloudy. Yeah. Uh, well, I have a question for Barry because I was the whole time I was thinking I was just like, did they clean that before he slurped it up? Uh, like, you know, how did they film that? You know, I was just like, I'm just so curious about that. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, but, he wouldn't have done it just dirty. You know, I, I wanted to add to what you were saying, Nicole, that you were thinking to yourself, when did the switch happen? Because I was thinking that too. Like, wait a minute, how do you go from here to here? Because quickly, you know, it went quickly. And I noticed it. I noticed that I'm a late bloomer. I noticed it later on when he told um, Elspeth, that's the mom's name. Is it Elspeth? Yeah. When he's when he was like, well, because you're fucking beautiful. And it was the his fucking Barry's acting is phenomenal. Let me just say yeah. that. But yeah. like, yeah, that's where job. I caught the switch where I was mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, because I'll be honest, when he went from Felix to Venetia, I thought, oh, he's just trying to get back at Felix, trying to like lure him in or something. I I was still thinking maybe this is sexual. But then when Mm -hmm. he got to Elspeth, when he was like, you're fucking beautiful. That's when I was like, oh, wait a minute. He's onto all of them. He's driving Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. ship. Mm -hmm. Like this is his show. 
So for me, that's why I kind of caught on that I was like, okay, this is not sexual. This is more devious. What do you, you 100%. Tracy, something you gotta. So, so I do believe though, in a sense that the way that he uses sex is a form of control and manipulation because he is in that alpha position every single time. So with Venetia, he's the one controlling her right. and mm-hmm. her pleasure. You know, he puts his fingers in her and his tongue, you know, he's eating her out and taking control of the situation. Then mm-hmm. at one point when he goes to Farley in his room and you see that he's on top of him mm-hmm. and telling him, you're going to behave. Mm-hmm. And then he starts like giving him a hand job. So these acts of, sexuality are not just sexual on themselves yeah it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a symbol of he is in control mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i also think like it's super <laughs> fucked up <laughs> i also think it's um it shows something because you know every character has to every actor has to create their like past life and they don't give us much about it, um, which is really interesting to me because it leaves like it gives you the liberty of creating, you know, in your head what the hell happened to this guy, that his life wasn't enough, or that whatever he went through, the only way he knows how to control a situation or you know I guess manipulate is through sex, or was this a genius? thinking of him because these are these are like rich people you know and their problems are not his problems so he has to find you know a different way to manipulate them that's a good point point. i don't know like yeah like he made me think so much you know the whole time i was like what happened to him or is this something that he's like this is not what i do but this is what i'm gonna do you know, I was gonna say, which also proves how intelligent Oliver is. Oh, he's that a fucking he, genius. He, he is very, very smart. He knew what he was mm-hmm. doing from the beginning, mm-hmm. um, obviously, because they do go back and mm-hmm. show some of the things that he did to basically get to how it was in the end. And he played the long game. Well, that was. was- I, you know, that was also a question of mine. It was like, was this, I'm trying to think of how to put my question into words. What you, what you just said, Tracy, he knew what he was doing from the very beginning. Like, was this something that was premeditated or did he say, was he already thinking like premeditated? Like, oh yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This is my plan. Or was it something that he kind of like gained his confidence along the way, you know, with the bathtub scene, the vampire scene and so forth. Where he gradually, it was like a snowball effect. I, I don't know if you understand my question. I do. You know? Yeah, I, I, so I get it's just what like, you're what, how did, how did, you know, which way? At what it, point did he did determine happen? that that this was going to be? Because he shows off in the beginning. You know, he's this timid loser guy that just wants to be friends. He's awkward. No one wants to be around him. You know, and. Felix sees him as the project, you know, like, oh, you know, I can help this guy. Go ahead. What you gonna Which ask? now that you're saying this also makes me wonder, was it all an act? 
Yeah, that's that's right. what I was. Well, did what did he walk is. into Oxford already having Felix as a target, or was mm-hmm. it not until when we see him in the beginning when he is like looking out the window and he's standing there? Felix is standing there smoking a cigarette, and he makes eye contact and like hides behind and the that's window. It. Yeah, because he's actually when he says um, when he says like I knew I was going to do this from the beginning with the bike. Mm-hmm. The first shot of him is when he sees him through the window outside, right. not even at the bar. So it's basically right. his first, like, his first moment of just, you know, locking eyes with him. He thought, this is that's, my ticket. Yes, that's This what is the I golden thought. ticket. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about yeah. a series of events because when he arrives on campus, he's being made fun of. You know, he's mm-hmm. wearing this nice jacket, mm-hmm. this tie his outfit Mm. and was like oh nice jacket you know so you know it's just i think it makes for me i forgot oh wait a minute you know maybe he does come from money or he's well off so he's the loser no one wants to be his friend he's a loner except the math kid right what's that give me an equation (laughs) right and then i was eating i was eating lunch at work in the break room watching it and my headphones are in and that happened and i just went i there was no build up he went from zero right. to zero Wrong. So um, <laughs> but yeah, then real the, quick. what i wanted to say was that first shot that we get of felix felix is in the center and he's surrounded by all these people right so he's like mm-hmm wow that's maybe that's what i want that's what i want to be how do i become that person oh i need to get to his level mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. um so maybe it was a chain of a, a series of events that kind of led up to like his premeditated plan of like okay this is obviously not going to work for me i have to find a solution mm-hmm. um, which makes him a genius really yeah but, yeah yeah yeah, um, I agree. But- or maybe his plan evolved as he went. Like his main objective first was just, I need to get to know this guy. So then that happened with the bike to flatten mm-hmm. his tire. And then they have the conversation. And then, you know, so like one thing after another. And then he goes gets to salt burn. And it's like getting the tour and being like, holy shit. I've hit yeah. the jackpot. Yeah. I've hit the jackpot. This is, I need to, this is, mm-hmm. I need to get this. Right. And I need to get, re, I, I need to get rid of some people too. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh my God. But um, I'm going to jump a little ahead here because I have a question for you both. Um, why do you think, well, I guess we kind of answered that question, you know, because we find, we soon, we soon discover that Ali is not broke. His dad is not, his dad isn't dead. His mom is not an addict, you know, which is so fucked up. His parents, well, specific, specifically his mom has been trying to get in touch with him for a while now. And mm-hmm. he's avoiding them. Like, what takes, like, what happened? Because I don't think they ever really answered that question. You know, why are you avoiding your parents? Why are you hiding that side? Are you embarrassed about something? You know, and that's a question that I was wanted to ask you guys, you know, is that a fault of the movie? Like, is that a... Something the movie likes. Do we need an answer? For you to create uh, with your imagination um, what happened to him. Okay. Um, It gives you like a lot of liberty. A lot of liberty. Because both parents seem really Really loving. Mm -hmm. And they love that kid. 
Uh, they did say he was he never had friends ever. So I also feel like this also goes with people that are a sociopath. And, you know, um, I think I think he maybe he left. Maybe maybe he was like they're dead to me because he knows what he can do. He knows that he has like no limits. I don't know. But I also feel like the greed, the, 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 the attention, like all this stuff that whatever he had wasn't enough, you know. Um, so, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you no, off. No, 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 go for it, go for it. So I think maybe a good theme for the movie is addiction. Um, so he was saying, oh yeah, my mom is an alcoholic, my dad's an alcoholic, they're addicted to drugs. But then I think maybe his addiction is the the power of controlling people mm-hmm. and and how they perceive him you know i mm-hmm. think that that is an addiction in yeah, itself 100%. getting that getting that rush and that feeling of you know lying to someone and feeling like you're getting away with it mm-hmm. um so i thought that was interesting cuz yeah his parents seemed great and he had siblings he lied and said he was an only child and meanwhile he's got sisters mhm mm-hmm. Uh, add to what you were saying, like addiction, like you said, he kept going. It was like he really kept going. Mm-hmm. You know, like he no, did not stop. Yeah. Like after that hand job scene with Farley, he grabs Farley's phone to send that email to make Farley mm-hmm. look bad. And he mm-hmm. just kept going. I mean, he kept going all the way until the end, you know. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. jump too far ahead right now, but, you know, it was like, fuck, like it was never enough for him. You know? I know. Um, I, I, wait, I, I wanted, wanted to ask you guys, guys going, going a little, little bit back, back before, yeah. when, when he goes to Southburn and he meets the family, family all of them, did any of you get anxiety or felt overwhelmed? Because I was so overwhelmed by it. I mean, obviously the director was amazing. Um, and the actors too, because... I was, I was like, like I, I need a break, break right now because they were asking so many questions, uh, people talking over each other, other you know, but it was all about the same, you know, so, so I was like, oh my god, like, like I, I felt, I was getting anxiety, I felt a little bit suffocated, um, and it just, it just shows that you, like I was feeling probably the way he was feeling, um, with, with that moment when he met, um, Felix's family. Well, especially, I'm sorry, Joe, real quick. I just think it's really funny, too, before he walks in and he's listening at the door and he can hear them talking about him. And then you're going in to meet the family for the first time and they're kind of already talking Mm -hmm. shit about you. Um, So I feel like that creates even more of an awkward situation because he, like, walks in and like, and speaking of, here he is. Hey there. So that was weird. Yes, I agree with you. I felt very overwhelmed, very awkward. And to talk about the direction, great, because, you know, I think the camera was purposefully placed right next to his head so that you can feel his perspective of all that energy Mm -hmm. he was bringing in. And talk about a fucking cast. Like, everyone showed up to work that day. The rent was It's an amazing cast. The rent was due, especially in that scene. They were like, strike is over. Strike is over. We are going (laughs) to work. And I was like, holy shit. They each understood their assignment and what Mm -hmm. they had to do. And Rosamund Pike, she's going to get, I mean, 
I'm jumping ahead. She's so talented. So fucking talented. But mm-hmm. I don't want to. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. There's, Everyone I think Oscar Oscar season, I think Saltburn, if not all of them are nominated, then uh, I think. Gonna be I definitely uh, think Rosamond and Barry are going to get nominated for sure. So Barry was for nominated sure. for the Golden uh, now. Mm-hmm. He didn't win, but he was nominated. I mean, the competition was really like. The, it's the fierce. work now is like another level, you mm-hmm. know. He was for the Golden mm-hmm. Globes, and I think the SAG Awards just announced today okay. or yesterday. Well, they do need to Which, recommend. To, in my opinion, money. that's the one that counts. Right. I know, right? The SAG Awards because it's your fellow peers voting mm-hmm. for you. So. Um. All right. So let's take it a step further. So. We've talked about the bathwater scene, vampire scene, um, Ollie's and Farley's bed scene, Ollie's parents, and now this is where shit gets dark. People start dropping like flies. Felix's death scene. What were you thinking? Did you guys knew that um, Oliver was involved at all? So this is this is Oliver's birthday party they were talking about. Yes. After yes. after uh, his secret comes out that his parents are still alive and he does have money and all this stuff. So Felix is very upset that he's been lied to, which I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, that night he's gonna have his birthday party. Right. And um, what happens here is well, what they make. What they made me feel, not made us, because I, I don't know if you guys felt like that, is that uh, they got really drunk and then uh, Felix doing like a bunch of drugs got um, overdosed. Yeah. Trigger warnings. For the rest of these, this op- um, podcast, we'll talk about addiction and suicide. So I yeah. just, let's make that clear. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me, Nikki. Yeah, as I completely forgot, but we're we're brand new, so <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the us. whole time I was thinking like, oh, I was, I was thinking this is really sudden too because we only saw him drinking, um, at events. Like it wasn't, you know, it was like it it wasn't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk for the character, but he didn't seem like an addiction. You know, it just seemed like he would drink a lot at events. I never really saw him do drugs like at, like Coke and no no pills. I never saw that. So I thought about it. I was like, oh, it was probably an overdose and we didn't catch that moment. Um, I watched it with my boyfriend and right away he said like he did it right away. Um I, I don't I know, know how that. I, I was like, confused. yeah, me either. I was like, really, and he was like, yeah, definitely. What he about did you, it. I was like, like, what do you? I mean, I definitely had a feeling that Oliver was behind it, but I was just like, how? Like, I just felt really yeah, dumb. I was like, how? Like, At what point? Because he said to him, like, they had their little fight, he threw up, and he was like, oh, I don't care what you think, and he left. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, did we miss something? And he went back and found him and mm-hmm. hit him over the head, or did something happen? But I had a feeling that Oliver did something. Okay. I was thinking it was maybe a, an overdose, like Nikki said, or maybe fentanyl, because if we talk about the following scene, the lunch, that awkward fucking lunch scene right after the fucking death, I mean... Eat your pie! Eat your pie. Holy <laughs> shit. Like, I was just thinking, how do you act? First of all, as a retired actor, I was thinking, how do I act? How would I act this out? What am I feeling in this moment? How could I even eat? I would not have a fucking appetite. 
you know, but there's this line that, that um, Barry says where he sort of puts the blame on Farley and he says, well, you know, you were running uh, lines of coke or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. check mm-hmm. his room. And immediately I thought, oh, maybe there was a fentanyl poisoning because, you know, mm-hmm. a yeah. lot a lot of co- cocaine addiction or a lot of people when they do cocaine, you know, you have to you taking the risk of getting cocaine that's laced with fentanyl, yeah. which is yeah. highly deadly. Um, yeah. fatal um, so I, I just my mind went to that so I was thinking oh maybe that's what it is but that fucking one scene that scene Tracy you wanted to add to something to well well and when you just said that sitting in that room when they're eating or not eating that's the thing like how would you react you wouldn't have an appetite the only person eating is Oliver Mm-hmm. Which I think speaks to his, you know, sociopath, psychopath, being a, a psychopath. <laughs> yes. yeah. yeah, like the fact. And then we learn later that, spoiler alert, it was him who did it, and mm-hmm. you're just sitting there eating, not having any remorse, and also like you're supposed to have been have love for this guy, whether or not he's in love, but like mm-hmm. you have love for this guy and he's mm-hmm. your friend and you're obsessed with him and you just murdered him and you're going to sit there and eat like nothing happened. Do you think at any point before he basically ate that family up completely, do you think at any point, cause he was like, there was infatuated. Is that, that's the word, right? Mm hmm. Yes. With Felix, do you think at any point he thought this is the life I I deserve with him? And he went for him because he knew about his parents. Like, let's say this: that he was like, "I'm gonna get rid of his whole family, and I'm just gonna stay with him," you know. But then mm. he find out he found out about his family about his parents being alive. And then he was like, well, actually, I got to get rid of all of them now, you know? Um, Hey, that's, I mean, fuck. That that is is a good point. point. You know, because, like, he was... That is a very sociopathic behavior. Yeah, like, I feel like he was obsessed with him, but also, like, the type of people that, you know, do that are have obsessions like that. Um, If I can't have you, no one else can. Exactly. So I was thinking, because he did it after Felix basically told Ollie, like, no, dude, like, I'm not going to forgive you for this shit. You know, I don't trust you basically told You lied to me. Fuck off. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Go home, basically. Mm hmm. And, you know, that threat scared him. mm -hmm. Right. He was like, okay, there's no. Yeah, there's no. There's no way I'm getting out of this right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. Which then makes that graveyard scene. Oh my god! The graveyard scene. <laughs> Let's talk again. about that. Let's talk about Even more. that. I was talking. I was thinking to myself, God, as an actor, how do you do this? That you was know, exactly like, my first. How do thought. you think to yourselves? How can I one physically do this? Mm-hmm. You know, and the direction, you know, I was just like, there's so much to unpack there, you know, so many different layers of 
I gosh, I would love to sit in a room with Barry and just kind of pick his brain and the director too. I, I'm sure we can look for an interview. Right, we'll I'm sure. I'm the sure they discussed this in an interview or something. But yeah, it go for elevated it, I that no scene. Words. I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, I, there was a lot going on. Can yeah. I just say one thing first about that, emotionally that graveyard scene? Because you know, it's a long scene. Right, if you go back, it's so long. It's a long scene because yes. at first I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, he's there, he's crying, and he has all his clothes on, and I was thinking, oh god, I thought he was gonna fuck the grave, you know. And then you wait another minute. And <laughs> my he, mind did not go not, there. Like my mind went there. My mind went there At this too. point, Ali does not surprise me. I was not surprised yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, so when I was he like, was oh. like hugging like, it, and I was like, right, oh, he no. was hugging oh, it, no. and he was sobbing and crying. And for a moment, I thought to myself, oh, like, whew, I thought he was going to fuck the grave, but he can't be no. that. He can't be that crazy. And then you wait another 30 seconds and he starts to take his clothes off. And I'm like, oh, maybe he's just getting wet because it's I raining. don't know why I knew exactly that it was going. But there. then I noticed when he took off, when I saw his, I put his like uh, pants, hand down his pants. I'm like, oh, pants. fuck, mm-hmm. I was right. Mm-hmm. He is going to fuck the grave. Like, I was like. I was kind of relieved at first that he wasn't going to do it, but then he ended up doing it. So I was just like, my mind went there, Tracy. I thought maybe, like, when he started unbuckling his pants, I was like, oh, my gosh, imagine, like, you just, like, jizz on someone's grave. Like, that <laughs> that seems very disrespectful to masturbate. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he put his pee-pee in the ground, and I was like, wow. It and it was, there. like, <laughs> like, again, like, as an actor... Because, yeah, they'll f- they are filming him from afar. It's not a close-up or anything. But he's crying and fucking the grave at the same time. And, and s- it's so, like, well-directed. Because I was, I, was, I was like, this is disgusting. And I was like, oh, but he is really sad, too. In my head, I was like, he's crying hard. Like this is the first time we see him like really feeling any empathy for anything, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Because he he is, I think he's a sociopath. He doesn't feel shit. Um, but he's also a fucking a fucking dirt. Well, he was fucking Felix, you know. I think. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like physically, but, he was, you know. The whole time I was like, how did they first, how, how did this actor get to that point mentally to, you know, bring that scene to life? And then how everyone that was there, you know, the crew, you know, that was, you know, just quiet watching this, you know, while, while they film it. So I actually did read something that said that uh, Barry did talk to the writer and director Emerald mm-hmm. and Fennel about it. They had some discussions and he asked for a um, closed set that uh, day. So okay. it, I think it was just Emerald and I think three other crew members. Mm. Um, and he asked, like, can I just see where this goes? And she was like, let's go for it. Okay. So I, would, that's I appreciate that, you know, uh-huh. um, from that's the right. crew to be like, I need mm-hmm. this in order to get to that point. Yeah, because you know, he was sobbing. He's crying, and he's also yeah. fucking. I was like, I it, it, it's, it's very just intimate, like, so intimate, so uncomfortable. 
like we are on the other side of the screen uh-huh. and I I felt I didn't want to be there. You know, I'm like somebody get me out of here right now and I'm like I'm I'm, I'm I, in my living room. I wanted to be there cuz it was like a train wreck that was coming and I could not look <laughs> away and I was like, "Oh, this is really happening." And it was done in one take too, you know, where it's mm-hmm. so Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, the whole time I was also thinking, oh my God, is somebody watching him? You know? Yeah, I thought, oh my God, somebody's going to walk in on him. Because it was right there mm-hmm. from when they, from when, where they went to throw the rock. Mm-hmm. Right. I was thinking Farley. Like he's yeah. always seeing it's everything. Always. So I'm thinking he saw it. <laughs> he always has the team, man. Uh, um, all right. Gosh. So. This is another trigger warning. I wanted to talk about Venetia in the tub. Venetia's his sister, Felix's sister, mm-hmm. you know, and I think this this is a pivotal moment for, you know, in the movie and for us as viewers because of her monologue to him. Wow. The, the spider web, you know, mm-hmm. uh, line. And when she says, you've dug, I, I'm paraphrasing, she's like, you've dug holes into all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, um, where I was just like, it kind of proved my point. I was like, okay, we were, I was right, you know, about Ollie and his plan all along. But what do you guys, what did you guys have to think, have, what do you guys think about that moment? Like, um, I, I feel like it was, it was really shifting to in the, like through the through the movie because at that point as an audience I was like he's caught like there's there's no way out anymore everyone is noticing the only person that's not noticing is based I want to say the mom mm-hmm. because she like lives in a in like another world completely yeah. but what really the most impactful moment in that monologue was when she's telling him like you didn't even know him you only knew him for like what six months something like that Mm -hmm. she says and that broke my heart because it's if you lose someone and 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 then someone else that barely knows him or barely knows them is crying you're thinking the whole time how dare you yeah you know and i think like that scene that scene was really heartbreaking for me because um it was like she was like i caught you but you still have me in the palm of your hand because then they end up like making out and i was like oh my god like like this guy how is he doing this to them? How is he eating them alive, basically? Yeah. What a manipulation. I mean, he says... That's I just, what I was saying, yeah. I'm just turning the, 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 the knob on a... Um, jack in the box. Jack in the box, you know? And mm-hmm. immediately I was like, oh, she's going to kill herself, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what she does. And like to have that much power that you get someone to do that. It's just mm-hmm. fucking insane. Um, right. And it also makes you think because we only saw like we only saw a moment. Yeah. And then it gives you the liberty, which I think is what happened, that they ended up having sex. And then and then she was thinking, I just had sex with the person that killed my brother. 
And in from the bath scene? Yeah. You think they did? I think they did. Um, and the guilt was what ate her up. Oh, shit. I didn't even think of it that way, but that is a good... I don't... I think even just the kiss. A kiss can sometimes be uh, more intimate and a lot more than sex. That's true. So I think even just the kiss and as soon as she put her hand over her mouth, it was Mm -hmm. like to stop it. And also this sense of shame. And how could I have done this? Mm -hmm. Like, I think in the back of her mind, she knew that he had something to do with her brother's death. So it's like, I... What am I doing? I'm making out with my brother's murderer. Mm-hmm. Like I really think that she knew. Um, so, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they had sex. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I'm no. Sure. That your your point is very valid. You know, a kiss can be as powerful too. And it's true. I forgot that she does cover her mouth. You know, um, and you know that going back to the Felix scene right before the death. Um, where he's like begging Felix to give him a chance to like explain himself. And I don't know if it's, I felt like I, I'm going to, I'm just going to say it. I felt like he was winning me over as well. Like I felt so, I felt pity for Oliver. Like I, I kind of wished in that moment when I was watching that scene, I kind of wished that Felix would give Oliver the opportunity to oh, explain himself. Yeah. Like yeah. I really oh. felt bad. Like I, re- oh. I was still rooting for Ali. You know, mm-hmm. still rooting for him. Like, just believe him. Maybe he needs help. And like, you know, be that friend. And I'm like, damn, am I such a martyr that... No, I... I <laughs> you are not. But I did feel bad for him. But I was like, dude, you... You fucked up bad. He did, you know? But, you know, there's no... He lied completely about his whole life. I mean, he said his dad died one day. And he went up. and cried. Like, how insensitive... And I don't know. I think that was kind of extreme. I think you might have a little crush, Joe. I, I think I have a crush on Oliver. I was like, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe am I the drama? <laughs> I think I'm the yeah. toxic one. Yeah. Mm. Toxic behaviors. Here we go. No, but I, that's why I was like, I have a confession to make because I was like, I still feel bad for him. You know? Yeah. No, I, I, I felt bad, but I knew I mean, there wasn't like. I knew there wasn't like. You know. Right. I thought I, I was think thinking our, maybe maybe I can fix it. Of him. course you did. We know that you love that. <laughs> and and I think you love that. Oh, I love a project. <laughs> you, mm. <laughs> I think part um, wait, of Tracy a sympathetic person's yeah. part is that our innate our innate nature is to root for the underdog. And right. so I think that we saw Oliver at the beginning as oh he's this cute little loner and he's just so smart and he just wants to make friends like what's so wrong with that Uh um so i think that kind of plants the seed in the beginning so when all this happens that you're still holding on to that of like but maybe he's really not that bad yeah you're you still feel hopeful always there must be a reason why he lied he's a psycho Um. Can uh-huh, we talk exactly. about the reviews? I want to talk a little <laughs> bit about like. Wait, no, no, no! I want to talk before we go into the reviews. I want to talk about the ending scene because that people oh. was everywhere on the screen. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was like, ah, 
Do you guys think they use like a um, what's it called? A prosthetic? A A double? It's his. He meant he. It was him. He confirmed that it was. That was Barry. Mm -hmm. So everyone in the world basically, because I think everyone has seen it, know how his BB looks like. And should we call it that? Whatever. (laughs) BB. Little binga. (laughs) His little eggplant. (laughs) Yeah, that is very bear. That's very bear ass bear penis. That is. That was everywhere on the screen. I was like, "Ah, it doesn't stop." I thought it was, was going to so be ten on seconds. Purpose too. It was just like, "We're gonna <laughs> shove it in your face." I want. I thought at one point he was gonna pee all over like an animal, like mar- marking territory. I wouldn't be you know? surprised. But I think that's also such a symbol of. So obviously, at the end, now Felix is dead. Venetia is dead. The father has passed away, and then he basically ends up killing Elsbeth as well. So he becomes the inheritor of Saltburn. So that dance scene is like uh, congratulations to me. I've made it. And also that song that he's dancing to. Yeah. Murder, murder on, on the, the dance, dance floor. And it was like an upbeat song. I was like, I listened to this. I hadn't gotten it out of my head. Mm -hmm. But I just, and also I think that's such a sign of like freedom Mm -hmm. is to dance around your house naked. Right. And the fact that he's doing it and bearing it on like, yeah, this is mine. I've made it. He was flipping that on. Dance of victory. Everywhere. That was his victory dance. Yeah. And then the end with the, the box puppets. that was the puppets yes. and he put their rocks on top. That to me, I said, that is diabolical. Right. Yeah. Psychopath all the way. He was like, this was my plan. I am the must, the, the puppet master. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It was sick. Genius. That's when I was like, wow. If there was any chance that this guy had redemption or I would feel any remorse for him, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. Like that Giovanni, last scene, I she's talking to you. It, it's I still want to solidified it. in my mind. There there's no turning back. I, mean, I know it's just a character, but Ollie, if gone. you are out there, I still want to fix you. <laughs> still wants a date. He'll be your little project. He would. <laughs> His Instagram handle is that What a fucking movie. Um I I wanna yeah. give my rating so so bad, but I don't want to give it until um, we hear what the critics have been saying because we listen listen to the professionals. I um, guess, yeah. You want to read some of those reviews? Yeah. Okay, so I'll start off with the IMDb rating. IMDb gave it a rating of, uh, whoa, sorry. Um, <laughs> they gave it a rating of whoa seven. A rating of whoa. Uh, IMDb (laughs) gave it a rating of 7.1 out of 10 stars. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it has... A 71%. On Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was expecting higher, but... um, Me too. Let's see what some of these um, critics have said. With audacious films like Visitor Q, it is possible to effectively weave salacious themes with substance, while Saltburn demands post-film reaction through shocking scenes or gorgeous shots. I grapple to find the emotional core of this film. Okay, so they gave it a 3 out of 5 
I will read two more. Mesmerizes with its exploration of class and friendship, offering engaging storytelling over a mere shock. It revises, then reaffirms initial expectations, creating an, an intriguing yet somewhat unsatisfying inevitability. Better rating, they give it a four out of five. And then I'll do one more. Um, Saltburn knows it looks good. It's just a shame it doesn't know how to tell the story. <gasps> Oh, wow. wow. Tell us how you really feel. Right. Yeah. Welcome to the world of opinion. Um, wow. Wow. Uh, this Nikki, is why actors never read reviews. Because no, you can't. This, that, that was... They'd be pulling a Venetia. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, go first. What is your rating? What do you have to say? I, I loved it. Like, fr from the beginning, it really took me back to Cruel Intentions. I think we don't have movies like that anymore. Oh. Um... And um, I think the story is really interesting. It shows a lot about privilege too. Um, I I think I think anything that's about um, like greed and you know being obsessed with somebody else and whatever you have isn't enough is always really interesting. I want to say for people like us, you know, we we're definitely not like that <laughs> you know and i want to say the majority of people are not like that um i think the actor it could not have been better casted they were i have no words i i feel like everyone should have been nominated and uh what's his name jacob elordi mm -hmm. uh just seeing him like do an accent that is still not his accent um, it was really amazing because I'm just used to seeing him, you know, in Euphoria. Mm -hmm. um, I think it, I love the story. I love how fucked up it was. I would give it, I wouldn't give it like a 10, but like an 8.5 out of 10. A thumbs up. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I go first. You want me to go? Um, I have to <laughs> say, I, I also loved it. You know, I... When I first heard of the film, it was because everyone was going crazy on Twitter and, and TikTok about it. Um, I went in blind, not knowing anything at all, not knowing where the movie was going. I wasn't sure if it was a thriller, a comedy, a rom-com, you know. Um, I had no idea where it was going and what it was going to be. I just knew I was in for a ride. And boy, was I in for a ride and a fun one, a hot one, a sexy one, a scary <laughs> one. Um Funny too, I think that everyone in the film did great. The directing was great. Barry was phenomenal and Rosamund Pike, I mean, I loved her ever since I've seen her in Gone Girl, but this was such a different character from, for, from that. And I felt like she was a force and a drive. Like she was, she stood out to me because she was moving a thousand miles per hour. You know, her oh, thoughts yes. were like, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. this is going and this is going and this is when she's talking about her friend, you know? And I was just like, wow, that's exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I have to say, I, I really loved it. It was, um, a th it's a thumbs up for me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Out of 10, you would give oh, it? Oh, out of 10? I think I would give it, I think I'd give it an 8. Or 7.58. I'd say, I'll say. Okay, I'll Rotten eight, Tomatoes. 8, 8, 8. 71%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trace, take us home. 
yeah, I, like I said in the beginning, I was not really super impressed. Like, obviously, the acting is amazing, and, you know, I mean, I was getting pulled along, and I just thought, oh, this is going to be, like, your run-of-the-mill, like I said, you just privileged white people and someone who's obsessed, and we've seen it before, um, and, yeah, that, like, last half hour, like, 45 minutes, just really wow Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i have no words it took you to the edge it was a roller coaster it was a motherfucking roller coaster Mm -hmm. and my hands were up in the air so floor (laughs) yeah yeah so with that uh it took it from like a six to an eight like if it had been like level i would have said a six mm. you know because it was mm-hmm. still great acting whatever but yeah that last last like 45 minutes i so. think that's fascinating it took it up you to your me, opinion so. tracy i love that it, it changed your opinion because that shows that mm-hmm. it has potential you think, ah, yeah and then you're like oh wait hmm. mm-hmm. maybe i do right like this. Oh. right because okay. I-, I hate predictability yeah, you know, yes. I think that's the problem we have with a lot of movies mm-hmm. and TV mm-hmm. shows where it's just so predictable. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in a sense, maybe it didn't do anything crazy, but it, it still threw me through a loop. Yes. You know, like I still was blindsided. Um, well, yeah, I was just like just to add to what, Tra- to what Tracy was saying in her rating. I think it's fascinating. that The movie had enough power to change her mind change her perspective i think that you know so the movie had a lot of potential and power and um to add what nikki was saying is that we don't have a lot of movies like that like um dangerous liaisons or um cruel intentions um yeah so this is this is all we got for today this is all um, yeah this is a fun facts oh fun yes. facts yes. yes i forgot thank you tracy give us Wait, the fun facts come on give it to us trace Yes. Yes. So it says as of November 30th, so this is a little bit older, but mm. Saltburn had grossed $4.7 million in the United States and Canada mm-hmm. and $3.2 million in other territories. So that would give it a $7.9 million worldwide. Okay, and this was, was this ever in the movies or just Amazon? So it was released in theaters, but it looks like for the most part, uh, it was kind of small release. So mm. in its opening weekend, it was only in seven theaters. Oh, okay. And then um, it expanded to 1,566 theaters the following Wednesday, and it pretty much made double. Okay. So interesting. So I don't know what else came out that weekend, but it says that it finished night. So it was around Thanksgiving. Mm. Which I mean, you know, it's a good time for movies. So yeah. for it to come ninth, I think that's kinda low. Yeah. But also I will say I don't think there was a lot of marketing. There was no marketing. No ads on TV. TikTok was TikTok what marketed was the them. marketing, which is yeah. why people are streaming right. it now. Yeah. So I think considering the fact that nobody really knew anything for the most part, and it was sort of 
um, the actors mm-hmm. cast mm-hmm. in it was sort of selling it. Um, I think it did the best it could, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All right. Fun oh, facts, fun facts. Also, how did we just skirt past Carrie Mulligan's part? Oh yeah. my god. We yes. forgot about that. And like, then she's okay. like, she's always looking for attention. I loved it. They it was like that. a felt like a little cameo, like yeah, with her and big red yeah. hair. Yeah. Oh, we we have to go to London for what? Oh, for Pam's funeral. What? Right, right. So like, I thought that was kind of like, huh? Yeah. Carrie Mulligan. Mm-hmm. So that actually, so as you know, the writer and director is Emerald Fennel. Mm-hmm. She also did Promising Young Woman, mm-hmm. so that was starring Ooh, Harry Mulligan. Good yes. movie. Uh, Oscar-winning movie, excellent movie, uh, starring Carrie Mulligan. So when Emerald, uh, she wrote this movie, it took her years, and she just wanted Carrie to read it as a friend. And when she read the part of Pam, and she said, can I play this part? Oh, she did so good. Ah, she did so, so good. Like, sure, let's go. She so, nailed it. She, yeah, nailed so it. it wasn't written for her or anything. Okay. Um, but she asked to play it. It's a fun Beautiful. part. Said yes. Um, also, I didn't know this. Emerald Fennel has a lot of acting credits to her name. Yes, yeah. So oh, I didn't know that. Uh, Camilla mm-hmm. in The Crown. Mm-hmm. So as you know that oh, um, shit. Prince Charles is now, now wife, yeah. but mm-hmm. at the time he was having an affair with her. Mm-hmm. Um, she plays uh, a nurse on Call the Midwife, which is actually a very popular show. And she plays Midge in the Barbie movie. Oh my god. What? Hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta look it up. I gotta see the picture of that. Right. Yeah. So, Wait a minute. Hold on. Who hasn't seen the Barbie movie? First of all, what are you doing? Second of all, right. That's she's true. Yeah. Pregnant Barbie. So Love cool. that. Um, and then speaking of Barbie, Margot Robbie produced the movie. Oh fuck. So. Oh okay. So her and her husband Tom Ackerley and Josie McNamara own a production company and it's called Lucky Chap Entertainment. Um, so they did Promising Young Woman mm-hmm. and then uh, they've now got Saltburn and Barbie. Oh, okay. And it looks like uh, when Margot wasn't working on Barbie because Barbie and Saltburn were shooting at the same time okay. and when Margot wasn't filming Barbie, she was on the set of Saltburn. Wow. Oh, that's fun. And that's a hustler. She she is a hard-working woman. Mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. a red carpet interview and she was doing sign language. Yes, I saw that too. To someone who was hearing impaired. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. So she speaks yeah, ASL which, probably. Uh, wait, yeah, well, which I love. I thought that was mm-hmm. adorable. Well, she is British, so I don't know. They, it's probably... She's Australian. Oh, Australian. Okay. Rude. Come oh, on, Joe. <laughs> Get with the bios. Emerald, yes. if you're listening to this, I'm a huge fan of your work. <laughs> Are you though? Are you? <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Emerald Fennel also attended Oxford University. 
university in real life. Oh, okay. In the mid-aughts. So basically when this movie took place is when she went to Oxford. So Interesting. Yeah. And this screenplay took her years to write. She wrote it in secret. She didn't let mm-hmm. anybody know about it. It's very, like, on the down low. Mm-hmm. And the inspiration for it was someone licking the water from the bottom of a bathtub and she could hear a character say I wasn't in love with him that was it and it was like the film took off boom wow I have a story yeah wow isn't that amazing just to have like an image yeah line in your head and yep. you come up with this that's some Taylor Swift writing right there yeah it is I mean I'm actually very excited to see where her career is Oh, a hundred percent. Because it's like if promising young woman mm-hmm. was her like debut as a writer and director, which she won an Oscar and for, and then, yes, which maybe she could win an Oscar for this or yeah. just be nominated. I mean, that is like, I mean, you're good. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. That's fucking mm-hmm. good. Um, Rosamund Pike lived on the estate where they shot the movie. Lives or so lived? She lived there for three weeks with the family, but the house is so big that they like never ran in. What the fuck? What? Yeah, but she did say that they were very gracious hosts. A little wild. That's so crazy. Damn, that house must be fucking huge. huge. That was a castle. That was a house. That was a castle. It's located in Northamptonshire in England. Wow. Okay. I don't ask me where that is, but I imagine it's north. I've been there. I've been there. What are you talking about? Somewhere north of the UK. Which was crazy because I feel like the bedroom scene with Farley and Ollie and that speech at the birthday party are important. Like, really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. drove the movie. Like, like they were, they're part of yeah. that. Yeah, were yeah, important. Yeah. I'm glad that it came up, that they added Absolutely. that. Absolutely. So I thought that was super interesting. And also, I mean, I think that gives, especially that speech that Farley gives at the birthday party, like, I think that gives his character... Yeah. Let me tell you that that really took me back, you know. Yeah. It did. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it was, for me, it was worth it, but mm-hmm. shit. Also, I'm sure, like, the lyrics, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure if you, like, dissect them, I'm mm-hmm. sure that it's, like, you can find parallels. Yeah. A hundred percent. So that is kind of funny. Um, Barry, Irish man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had five notebooks. 
were created for uh, his character. So there was um, five different versions of Oliver. Oh, okay. And each notebook was a different version of him. So it, like he thought of everything. His physicality, his demeanor, um, his motivations. I mean, talk about your work as an actor. Preparation, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the time before starting to film, like, I can't... They disappear because they have so much studying to do, Mm -hmm. you know? And which I think is also really interesting because... I bet when they would shoot scenes, he would probably take that, you know, one notebook and film it that way. And then the next take, do it Mm. from that next notebook. Yeah. Yeah. He had different ways to do each take. And I bet when they edit it, you get all these different sides Mm. of Oliver, which I think. Different personalities. I like that. His character is so complex. It's so complex. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting. I love those. Do you want one more? One more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's go. Uh, Jacob Elordi was preparing to shoot uh, for Elvis Presley mm-hmm. in the Priscilla movie. Um, so in his downtime, he would be preparing for that because then three weeks later, after they finished wrapping on Saltburn, he went and filmed Priscilla. So he said that there was a little bit of both kind of meshed in because he was shooting all day in London and then he'd have to be Elvis. That's a that's two big characters to play in such a short period of time. He'll probably never do that again. Yeah, like Like, three weeks. Two projects at the same time, like in a short amount of time. I mean, if it's a rom-com, it's fine. But I mean, like Felix and then Elvis... Yeah. Presley, you know, that's such a huge yeah. Mentally and emotionally. Right. Yeah, draining, yeah. Draining. And like mm-hmm. physically, sure, but mentally. Yeah. Yeah. Those were fun, Tracy. Thank you. Love that. I love Thank that. You. Thank you. That's good. It makes me actually appreciate the film even more and the craft. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, can I do 100%. one more? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that new the new dance scene. Yeah. Okay, we're ready. That took eleven takes. No. Holy shit. So. Are you, are you serious? He had to flip that around. All day, basically. The cinematographer said by the seventh take that it was technically perfect. Mm. But that they just wanted to do it Make sure. more time. They probably <laughs> like what they were looking at. <laughs> they were like, you one more time. Bonus <laughs> round. I will say, he yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I can fix him. You <laughs> <laughs> don't have to worry about his body. Right. <laughs> wow, yeah. Don't All right. Well, we made it to the end of our first episode. Oh, my goodness. Um, we did for that. those who are watching, I'm so sorry. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Watching or but, listening. Or listening. This is going to be a huge learning curve for all of us. Yeah. True. So, but we're excited that everyone is on the journey with us. Right. Thank hopefully you. you had fun. Yeah. You I learned a little something. I did. I had fun. Me too. I loved it. I, I think it's 
so interesting to watch something and you get different takes. Mm-hmm. Yes. From, yes. From each of yeah. us. Like we all right. think, oh, well, you know, you can uh, disagree. And, yep. oh, well, I didn't think of that. Or, yep. I mean, I don't know what's the beauty of this. No, I and I think it's a good balance because right. the three of us think completely different. I have to go yeah. back and rewatch it again and Me too. tell with yeah. your perspectives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, comment, review, and subscribe. And um, share. In any of your, uh, what, how do you say, podcast platform. Um, judge. Do whatever you got to do. We only take good criticisms. We don't take the bad ones. Mm-hmm. There's um, too many bad vibes out there. Yeah. Not anymore. There's so much yeah. crap going on in this world. Yeah. So let's try to keep it positive. Yeah. Unless it's a really terrible movie. <laughs> oh yeah, please. <laughs> that that is fine. But... Okay, All right. I think well, that was thank, great, guys. Thank you. Thank uh, you for listening. Thank you for listening yes, and you. listen to our next podcast. Take care. <laughs> Probably in a week. Yeah. yeah. Tune in. Okay. Bye.